Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Well, this will be fun for the next couple hours. Talking bears and bulls. Oh. And whatever else surprises get popped up. Um, as Bulls basketball is fun to watch again. Unbelievably fun. Yeah. And which is a lot of, which is great. Bears football is not fun to watch. Talk about surprises <laughs> popping up. I, I read Brad Biggs today that the chatter around the league, his sources split, but in the last two weeks, momentum gathering, uh, that more people are telling Biggsy that, uh, Ryan Pace, not only sticking around as GM, might get promoted, but I know. But other people saying, no, they're both going, which would be uh, the obvious moves to make. Mm-hmm. So Bears don't usually do obvious. And, and they did collaborative last postseason. Yeah. Right? They, the, the two were attached to the hip, uh, the hip to the point where everyone's like, okay, can you tell us if uh, Nagy's contract runs concurrent with or, and they never or parallel did. to yeah. – And they wouldn't even get into that. But right. it seemed like they were either going to be successful and improve together or be out the door together. Yeah. And um, – so we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got a um, we're gonna have a poll up too um, because I was on a podcast last night and they were talking about the next head coach of the Bears and a couple names came up. So we're gonna I'm gonna ask the ESPN 1000 fans. You can go to the Twitter poll at ESPN 1000. We'll have it up there. And it's which former Chicago Bear player would you like to see as the next Bears head coach? Leslie Frazier, Jim Harbaugh, and this one's a tricky one. Sean Payton. Because he played during the strike, he was one of the scab bears yep. playing as a quarterback. Um, so those three, I couldn't think of a fourth one. And I looked at Tyler Aki. He oh, said, don't don't, don't he, get him going on, he on said, uh, Harbaugh. He said the one in Ann Arbor. <laughs> well, he said we can't go. He said we can't mention Mike Singletary. I said no, 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 we won't because no. that won't get any votes. Uh, but I said those three because I think there's bear fans that are in, have interest in all three of those. Well, he got you know he was red hot about Jim Harbaugh that if that comes to fruition his his fanship is up for for grabs That's and auction. It? Well here's the yeah, thing. That'll be it. Okay. Yeah. Well, the I Steelers mean, are the leader in the clubhouse, by the way. Okay. I got news for you. If Ryan Pace stay, sticks around, you ought to be rethinking the, yeah, I know. the entire I you know your pride of, of being a Bears fan and your devotion to this because how would they stand up there, George or on a Zoom call or whatever, and say, you know, Ted's gonna be out in Arlington Heights building the stadium and, uh, by the way, Ryan Pace is going to rebuild the team. Right. Not, I mean, come on. You can't. You can't do it. And I've, I've gone as far as said to say that if they're going to keep one of them, I'd rather you keep Nagy. Because, you know what? Keep Nagy and bring in an offensive coordinator who is always going to. we gonna... just go into would you rather? I know. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. I would rather have Nagy there and hire an offensive coordinator who is going to do all the offense and have Matt Nagy do everything just, that Nagy was supposed to do, right? But have Nagy just be a head coach and organize and a rah-rah guy, and because and, they've but, not quit, they've not no, quit on no, him. They have not. They, they have they're not. They're playing hard. They're playing their tails off. I'm not sure if it's for contracts for next year, but it doesn't matter. There's other teams that give up. Other teams that don't play hard for their coach, and they all seem to be playing hard for him. They don't. They all say the right things when they're asked about him. Great head coach, love playing for him. Wonderful guy. But you know what? He can't call offensive plays, and he doesn't have any chance idea of an offensive scheme. And then and he can't they, develop a quarterback. And he can't develop a quarterback. And that's why all the things he was hired to do. Exactly. I know. 
But like I said, if it's beat either one, no, I, you I'd know rather keep Nagy than Pace. Yeah, if death is not an option, yes, yes. <laughs> then I'm with you. Yeah. But look, 44 and 66 under Ryan Pace, all right? One winning season in seven, 0 and 2 in the playoffs. I, don't tell me about the executive of the year and Matt Nagy's coach of the year because the defense t- had 38 takeaways, whatever it was. Those days are ancient history. Sure. The last four years, Matt Nagy's offense is absolutely bottom barrel throughout pick a uh, category in the offensive category you'll start at the bottom you'll find the bears a lot quicker than the top you you know and don't tell me about uh, you know larry borum is is a find in the fifth round and some of these other guys right god bless you you you, you absolutely you know what with mitch trubisky right. yep here's hoping justin fields is going to be a hell of a lot better but i don't think it gets a hell of a lot better under this regime so no, you, I don't you better not damage him anymore well and then you then he goes in and how could you have not had a plan for if, in fact, Dalton gets hurt, here's the offense we're going to run for Justin Fields. Right. And they didn't have one. No, no. And that's that's just, that's unforgivable. You can't do that. 312-332-3776. Uh, again, this is, I'm doing the Bears postgame tomorrow, but this is basically the last show where I get to talk about whatever the hell I want sure, to talk about. Right, I right. won't be talking Bulls tomorrow after the uh, Bears beat the Vikings because I think they'll win. I actually, the Vikings. Well, really, the Vikings are a train wreck too. Right, they yeah. got nothing to play for. Zimmer hates his players, apparently. You know, and he's out the door as well. Yeah. I mean, and there won't even be a conversation up. There won't be any hand wringing with ownership there. I mean, yeah, they know what the needs to be done. I think this is their first back to back losing season yeah. uh, in Minnesota um, under Zimmer, and so I don't think they're going to wait that long, and, and they'll move him. Um, but. You can always call us and let us know, 312-332-3776, or you can go to the ESPN um, Twitter site, at ESPN1000. Who, which former Bear would you like to see as the next head coach? Leslie Frazier, who's been a great defensive guy over the years. He played with the Bears back in the heyday. Uh, Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton. Now, people might say, well, why are you just going former Bears? Why are you not thinking Mike Tomlin? I still don't understand why people think Mike Tomlin would even consider leaving right. Pittsburgh. No, I, well, And they would never consider letting him go, I wouldn't think. No, he's going to finish his coaching career there. I Everybody mean, in Pittsburgh stays for their lifetime. Right. You know? Well, Chuck unfortunately, Noel, the one thing about Chicago Bears, they give you a lifetime to keep getting it wrong. They do. They do. And the other thing, when, I'm, when you look at Bears head coaches, other than John Fox, they've never brought a guy in that had head coaching experience. Never brought a GM with head coaching no, experience. But then you get you get a, situ- a general manager yeah, yeah. yeah. But then you get a situation then, okay, well do you want a college guy? And we've talked about it the last several weeks. Only three college guys have come to the pros and won a Super Bowl. And one of them's Pete Carroll, the other is Barry Switzer who was gifted a team that Jimmy Johnson left. Right. And um or do you want to go with a guy that's failed in the past? Or like the Bears have always done, do you want to go with that up and coming guy? And I said, I'm tired of up and coming guys. See and Sean Payton feels a couple of holes here. Yes, he does. He, I mean, he. What Ryan Pace was like fourth on the food chain down in New Orleans, right? Right. right. I, I mean, he wasn't even. It's Sean Payton was a Mickey Loomis. I mean, it, yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah, I, I, the, the heavy lifting, the big decisions. He might have been here. Fill out the contract, get it to the agent, yeah. you know, and, and we'll have coffee and, and donuts in the in conference room. I, I mean, he really he had nothing to do there, right? right. So Sean Payton comes here. He's your football, you know, when, when George said, well, well, Ryan and Matt are football guys. Well, Sean Payton's your football guy. Yes, he is. And then if you, you're so in love with Ryan Pace, maybe I can stomach him st- sitting around or sticking around because Sean Payton is going to be making the decisions and Ryan Pace will be back to saying, yes, sir, Mr. Right. Payton. 
Yeah, and, and we'll see. 312-332-3776. We'll get into some Bulls, too, because like I said, it was it was fun to watch. And Tyler Rocky, I had him laughing. He goes, the last Bulls game you actually have to watch. And Jason Benetti did play-by-play last night. I see, I know, but you know what? It was it was well worth it because Stacey King was losing his mind on some of the great plays. And uh, it's fun watching I think they hit Io another and, three. Yeah, they just kept. And then Billy Donovan said, well, I want him to shoot more threes. I think we should shoot more because they've shot fewer than anybody in the NBA. Now, granted, they've also, it's probably per game, but they've also played fewer games. I'm looking at the standings. Milwaukee's in third in the East, 26 and 15. Now, even my math shows that's 41. The Bulls are 26 and 10. They've Correct. played five less games right. than Milwaukee has. So Those are know, games in hand, as right. we say in the yeah, NHL. Exactly, which yeah. they always say so it's good. it could be good or it could be bad. Right. And the schedule coming up isn't easy for the Bulls. Three of the next four games are against Dallas, Brooklyn, and Golden State. But what's really good about this team is even when they're not good on a particular night, they're yeah. finding ways to win. Yep, they are. Right? Yeah. They're not They're not necessarily good on certain things, but they, now that you have Kobe White, who's playing really mm. well, you have Io, who's playing really well, uh, you're not going to have Caruso for a little bit longer because after all of his other problems, he goes into protocol and things like that. But... Um, they find a way to win each and every each and every game, and they've scored a hundred. If you've been following Bulls basketball, I can't imagine they've scored one hundred and thirty points three of the last six games in any stretch since the Jordan. Pippen they might not era. have done it three in a season. Yeah, and it's amazing, and what they've been doing. The over under last night for, for the Bulls. I was watching the pregame show with Jason Just and Kendall Gill. Yeah, was one hundred eight and a half. Hmm. At the end of three, they had one hundred. Three or one hundred and five. I think it was one hundred and five. You're at counting the end your money. You, you went over. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it was, the over was minus three twenty five. Yeah. The under was plus two fifty. And I said, ah, no, nah, nah. I'll just sit and watch. Yeah, just enjoy it. And then, and all of a sudden, they're throwing threes in from everywhere. So three one two three three two three seven seven six lines are open. Again, I've got today's show. I get the Bears post game, and then I'm going to sit back and listen like everybody else does, and just uh, listen to all the shows. I can't wait for Monday because the station starts at five o'clock because they're expecting local something. Yeah, all the yep. guys will be here in morning, noon, and night because we'll be waiting to see what the smoke from the uh, Vatican up at Hell's Hall looks yeah, like. Yeah, and don't go anywhere at noon. I know if some people may not like listening to Greeny. Well, you won't have to on Monday because it's going to be Jeff Miller and Dion Miller at noon from noon to 2 leading into Waddle and Sylvie. And then, it would uh, be very unbear-like for them to make any announcements Sunday night. Well, and, and Randy told me. He said, listen, just in case something happens, you want right. to hang around the station a little bit after the post-game show. I said, that's fine. I don't think they'll do it. They'll at least let Matt get home before they say we're going to let you go. Right. They, or make they, any announcement. They wouldn't want him to face the, the music at the podium. Yeah. 312-332-3776. Before we take a break, let's go downtown and Dean. Dean, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up? Hey, good morning, Brian. Shout out to Jake for producing and taking my call. Freddie, uh, before I get to my point, thanks for all the great years, man. I hope you enjoy your retirement and do not be a stranger to the ESPN 1000 family, my guy. Sounds good. Uh, I would go Sean Payton. I had some choice words with Jake about Jim Harbaugh. I think that guy's a joke. Uh, did you know that Brady Hoke had the same winning percentage as him before <laughs> oh, this season? Oh, wow. How damning is that? Like, honest to God. So that's all I have to say about Jim Harbaugh. But the reason I called was to ask you guys a question I heard on Captain Jay Hood. I think it was on Thursday, and I thought it was a great question because as much as I love college football and college basketball and NFL and, and NBA – they asked if you could have any vote in sports, what it would be. And they both, without hesitation, chose the Baseball Hall of Fame. And I, I would choose the same thing simply because 
nothing else really like no one cares about numbers in basketball and football like they do in baseball it's it's the thing that has the most uh cachet if you ask me so you know cooperstown history the numbers people are obsessed with all that stuff so that was my choice and i was calling just to see what you guys thought about that i'm gonna keep listening take that take that (laughs) thanks dean we appreciate it and it like it is we're 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 playing we were playing baseball in. I was playing at Goodwin School in the part in the uh, lot right across the street from where I grew up in Cicero. We knew seven fourteen. We knew you know uh, Lou Gehrig's um, consecutive game streak of twenty sixteen. We knew those numbers in football. Someone would say, "What's the most anybody's ever rushed for in a game?" I don't know. Well, how not about- only that, you just said it when you're playing Sandlot, right? We and how many summers did you know we would play at the p- local park? Even if there were four of us, you know, five of us, call your field. Yep. And then we'd go play pinners. We would play sure. fast pitch. And then at night, you know, flick on the lights on the garage and play wiffle ball till right. you had to go in. Everyone didn't play football. You might play no. flag football, but competitive Maybe, football, right. midgets, whatever. I mean, how many even played high school football? You grew up with some semblance of baseball, even sure. if it was just neighborhood stuff, let alone Pony League or, or you know, VFW, whatever it right. is. You knew 20-game winners. I mean, yeah. when you're growing up, they'd always, they'd always ask a question about 20-game winners, and this could have been sports phone stuff, but the Baltimore Orioles had four 20-game winners one season, right. and you would know who those guys were, but... You know that doesn't. That's changed a lot now, and uh, NBA is the same way. I understand what Dean said, and I probably agree. Well, the it, NBA, first of all, the Basketball Hall of Fame is the Basketball right, Hall of Fame. It's right. not an NBA Hall of Fame. Right. It's, Everybody gets in. Right. I mean, you, you you get WNBA, you get general managers, right. you get and it's fine, but it's just yeah, college coaches too. Huh? It's all college too. Like yeah, yeah. a lot of right. college active college coaches. Right. They're all in the NBA, sure. or Basketball and, Hall right. of Fame and well deserved. That's in Springfield, Massachusetts. Yes. Right? Yeah. And three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll take a lot of calls get your opinion on the bears uh, i know it doesn't matter if they win or not tomorrow but of course the odds are justin fields is going to start and no. then justin fields has covid it's like unbelievable 312-332-3776 fred and brian here on espn 1000 ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Freddie, it's Carmen and Yurk. Congrats. That's right. On an amazing 40-plus year career in this business. That's incredible. A long way from the halls of Morton East. Listen here, you White Sox-loving, soccer ball (laughs) kicking, craft beer swilling (laughs) son of a bee. Congratulations. Anybody that can work with Mike North has got to be some sort of saint. Yeah, I work with Mike. Congrats. (laughs) Two saints. Wow. (laughs) Hey, congratulations on one hell of a run. Starts with Sports Phone and share with ESPN Radio 1000. What a magnificent career. You've done it all, Freddie. Congrats. Right off into the sunset and enjoy retirement. And uh, every time I'm drinking one of those lagers, I'll be thinking of you. Don't forget, pull a Fredo. I'm not 100% sure what Polifredo means. I know you do. <laughs> Speaking of lager. Yep. I brought you some. Because you, you had asked me a couple of weeks yeah. ago. You said, well, so where are mine? And I said, uh, yeah. I said, I'll bring some in. It's his going away party, and he brings a gift for us. We're going we're gonna to open go. these. I don't know what the rules are here, but you know, we might all be fired. But we're going to, after the show, we're going to open up these. Come we on, got- they were drinking Malort. And they yeah. were drinking uh, whiskeys and stuff like that a couple of weeks ago. No shot. Yeah, all all of the all of the shows. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure we could open one. It's not a problem. Finding a glass or a cup in this place might be tough. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Get your calls, talks, and bears. We'll get into uh, bulls throughout. Um, they listed their 
their captains for tomorrow's game. Mm-hmm. Eddie Jackson, David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, that's fine. Roquan Smith, cool. J.P. Holtz, like the fourth tight end. And then I think this is for like the fourth time this year, Christian Jones. The linebacker who is always the team captain, but we never hear his name during the games. I, I know when, when Roquan was hurt, he stepped up and played, and he's a guy they let go. He went to Detroit, and he came back. And I'm just saying, what? <laughs> and I know Cap was on this, I think, earlier in the week with captains in the NFL. I know in the NHL, you know who the captain is. You know who the assistant captains are because it's on right. their, it's on their right. jerseys yeah. and stuff. But it's so weird that, I don't know, is it a good what? thing or a bad thing that teams have different captains each and every week? It would have been an insult if he went to Andy Dalton and said, because I, I will, will hope this is his last game as a Chicago Bear on right. the one-year, $10 million, thanks-for-coming contract. Um, would he not want any attention drawn to the fact that that didn't really work out? You know, at the beginning of the season, he said he knew why he was put right. on this planet, and, you know, God's plan was for him to be a great quarterback. Well, yeah. he's made money. He has. He, he's a he nice played, guy. He a nice he's a wonderful guy, yeah. and he's a good team guy and all that. But red rifle years well behind him and, and right. didn't work out here. But, but wouldn't it make more sense... I mean, it might be. I, I it, it's last game in the or NFL. Maybe, yeah. I mean, or is he going to someone else? Going to? It won't be ten million. It might be back to the one and a half or two million that Dallas Cowboys paid him last year. Right. And you know what? So he got he gets his nice uh, chunk of money from the Bears. That's fine. But it's just so weird that it's that it's him, um, Christian Jones. And again, a fine young player, and uh, maybe not so young anymore. And the other thing is really quickly, <clears throat> Akeem Hicks out uh, tomorrow. And I think it was Dan Weeder I saw that Akeem Hicks has missed 20 games in the last four years, I think, mm-hmm. with the Bears. Yeah. Here's a guy that earlier in the year wanted a new contract. and he knew you know, it wasn't coming. Yeah. And and um, I just posted the other day, I said, yeah, and this is the guy that wanted a new deal. And I just put Muffin Top, which was, which was Mongo's way of talking about Akeem Hicks. And a lot of the Bears fans got upset because they said, Akeem Hicks is really a good player. He's a, yeah, he's a fine player. But... What, what what do they say? One of the best abilities is availability. That's it. And he's not been available for enough time for me to consider him a great Chicago and he's, Bear. He's on the wrong side of thirty. Yeah, thirty two now. I mean, it was a great story. He defied the odds to get to the league. Yep. Uh, he certainly made an impact initially here in Chicago. He's yeah. a great. You know, you wanted to watch him play. He was an easy guy to root for. But yeah, it, it, since he knew that the future wasn't here. Yeah. You know, he hasn't been around all that much. No, you got to stay on the. You got to stay on the field. I mean, and, and I know it's not easy. It's the National Football League. People get hurt and banged up each and every single play. I mean, how many times are you watching a game where they're carrying another guy off? Oh. This year, they've seen to cart a lot of people off, not seriously hurt, as it turned out. But you know, the precautions have been so so much. And uh, but yeah, I like the game Hicks when he's playing. It, it's hard when you you look at it, and same with Eddie Goldman. Eddie Goldman got a lot nice deal. He's still a, a guy that's questionable for tomorrow. Um, Duke Shelley, another guy that's questionable for tomorrow. But we know that Akeem Hicks is not going to play, and that's that's you know, it's a game I have to watch uh, because I'm doing the post game. And uh, uh, you know, there'll be a lot of Bears fans who won't watch the game, but they'll watch the post game, thinking, well, maybe sure. maybe there'll be some news. And even if the Bears don't officially say it, it, it you know, Adam uh, Schefter or someone right. might break something yeah. because you know people talk. Yeah, I do think they'll let him come home. 
uh, before they say anything to him, or, or the, if they told him already. And Nagy's been very good. Nagy said earlier this week, he said, listen, I have not been told that this is my last and game. And I believe him. Yeah, so I do really I. Do. So do I. And, and he said, he goes, if, if you want to know, ask me, I'll source. tell you. He he goes, yeah, a great source. I'm a great yeah, source, yeah. I'll be honest. Uh, let's go to uh, Jim down in Mokina. Jim, what's going on? Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing well. Freddie, just wanted to say thank you for all your years. Um, first time I ever met you and saw you, you were on the old decrepit payphone at the end of the press box at the old stadium <laughs> yep. amongst amongst the gentlemen like Red Mutlow and, uh-huh, and Ziggy Bobin and Don Murphy was the PR director. Oh, so God. You've come a long way, buddy, yep. and you've never been uh, a different person. I love a guy that has been nice to me all these years and yet can also be crusty and cranky and give out his opinion, and I love it. So Good luck in all your future, and I'll be out there publicizing your beer for you. Sounds great, Jim. Thank you very much. Take care. I I used to love the old press box at the at the stadium. Oh, the no, the one behind like for yeah. hockey behind the net. Yes, because so, <laughs> you had to have your head on the oh, swivel. Are you kidding me? Slap shots or. For the you, pregame, uh, you're just walking in. Yeah, and, and there was a, a metal sheet, sheet metal on the back, and the, the dents from all the slap shots. And yes. You would just have your head down typing or looking at something, and you were, bam, and it just whizzed by yeah. you. You were lo- so lucky. It was awesome. Yeah. I it mean, was, it, was a, it was a great pro- – I, I sat with Sylvie up there when Sylvie was just breaking into the business, and I used to love – and like you said, Red Motlow, there was nothing better than Red Motlow, who did radio here in Chicago, where there were three and a half minutes to go in a game. It's five to one, five to two, and a fight breaks out. He'd, he'd throw it. Damn it! Come on! Get this damn game off! He started yelling, and we we would try not You're to laugh. About crusty, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. we would try not to laugh, but he would be so aggravated. Come yeah. on, get this game going! He's doing radio the next morning, and it's like, oh my god! <laughs> but those are some of the things that oh. I mean. People say that you know all the things I've done is like, man, oh man, sitting up in that in that press box, um, and the Blackhawk guys were always wonderful. Whoever, no matter who was doing it, no matter who was up in the press box. And uh, Jerome Holtzman sat next to me when I was doing the Cubs, and he would sit there and talk to everyone in the world on the phone. Uh huh. He, would, I mean, one time he was talking to his barber for a half hour. I mean, how, what? That's what you do when you're in the chair. Yes. You don't talk to. And then he would always he would hang up after his like tenth phone call. Like, can you give me a fill on his scorecard? He needed like six innings. Yeah, it wasn't like I missed a couple plays. No. No, the press boxes at the old places at at Comiskey Park, sitting up in the top row because I was sports phone for a oh, while, yeah, and then, yeah. and it was great. We had you know, Bob Greenberg's in the back row, and I'm in the back row, and Jerry Cook, who passed away, um, you know, late or in the middle of last year. It's a, we had so many great conversations and talks and stuff oh, like that. If Just people knew stuff. how much fun you had in the press box, oh yeah, it's it, I mean you got paid for it more, yes. more than fifteen dollars an hour. Yep, uh, <laughs> just only, a little bit. I mean it just. <laughs> Lindsay Wilhite, who's been the great PR guy out with the Wolves, you know, down in Champaign, they would always, you know, at the beginning of the game, they would tell you changes or to the roster or whatever. Yeah. And they always say, you know, please make a note of it. Well, we ended up, please make a joke of it. Because all we did, John Greenberg and I sat there in Northwestern football games yeah. and just, I mean, cracking each other up the entire time. Sure. So many great, yeah. great, uh, and cherry boars. Some, and yeah. I, I mean, we just, we're before, before sports talk radio, we were doing right. two hours up there. Yeah. And to the point where we got shushed by a lot of the more serious uh, <laughs> sports writers. Yeah, I know. There were a lot of those serious guys. Yeah. Callers hanging there. I swear to God, we come back, we'll get right back to you. A bunch of guys jumping on the line. We'll talk some bears. We'll get into some bulls a little bit later on. We're here till one o'clock on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago.
This is ESPN 1000. Oh, Freddie Hubner. It's your friend, Pappy Mike North. I'll tell you what. Anytime I needed something, anytime I needed somebody to show up, anytime they needed somebody to fill in, or when we worked together on a regular basis, I always knew you were going to give 100%. You're a pro's pro. Uh, we were friends with you, uh, me and BB, along with your late white Pat. And uh, we've been friends from the beginning. I remember you walking into uh, the score in 1992 with that puke yellow San Francisco 49er jacket. I said, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> and uh, boy, did I find out. We had some great times together. I know in this business, people always say, hey, we're going we're gonna to keep in touch. Well, you know. We've always kept in touch. You know, I throw compliments around like sewer covers. You know that. It doesn't happen often. But I'll tell you this. You're the man. You're a pro's pro. Enjoy your life. And talk to you soon. Oh. You still have that jacket? I remember uh, it, too. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember if I, if I have it or if I gave it to my um, nephew. Who's uh, who Boy, I turned into a Niners fan? Oh. Yeah, he turned into a Niners fan. Hey, listen, there were stretches where the Niners were absolutely putrid. Right. Um, so was that coat? Yeah, it was. Jack. Yeah, it was. You know, it was the official one. It was like the. It was kind of more gold. Right. And it was a nice one, but I've got like six Niners jackets at home. I'm I'm trying to clear out my closet. I go. I can only get rid of some of these, so I'm keeping some of the nicer ones. But they had some really warm jackets. I don't know. Well, it's practical it then. Yeah, yeah, it is practical. Uh, today I got my Niners shirt on because I still I'm still hoping they can make the playoffs. Uh, they got a game with the Rams. And we're going to talk about that, too, because the NFL screwed up. And I understand it's all about money. That's why they split two games Saturday, mm-hmm. the rest of the game Sunday, and then Sunday night. No Monday night game because of the playoffs. I understand that. But soccer's done this forever, and baseball started doing it the last all game of the season. At the same time. Everybody should start at the same time. Now, I know Fox and CBS and ESPN and ABC would be screaming, but... You should not have a situation where one team can, like, if the uh, Colts lose, then the Raiders and Chargers tomorrow night. If they can, tie, they both get they in. They both get in. So they can just say, let's run let's into the score. line. Yeah, right. Just, let's run into the line yeah. on every possession. We're, we're, and punt. You're good. We're good. We right. both want to be in there. Yeah, they both get in. That should never happen. And, you know, I, I know that I'm bitching and moaning about it, but... I got a bitch and mode about something What's before up, I get Fred's out of here. Can, first segment. <laughs> yeah, before I get out of here. What's up, Fred's can? I, I got a bitch about something, and the NFL's doing it wrong. And they should have everybody playing at the exact same time. Uh, and like I said, if baseball decided to do it, and baseball's got stuff, people all over the place, same as football, they still all yeah, play. See, you play West Coast, it would, play, it would be a 12-30 game West Coast, 2-30 here, 3-30 in New York. Yeah, but the broadcast partners wouldn't go for it. I know. You know, Terry Bradshaw in his winter coat and his hat. Oh, God. And what, what the hell's yeah, going on there? That was last week's What's Up, Fred's Can. Let's go to Old Town. And, George, you're on ESPN with Dallas. Hey, George. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Freddie, thank you for the versatile 40 years. You're the Frank Thomas or Ben Zobrist of broadcast radio. Thanks so much for the for the great years. You're, you're as versatile as they come. Thanks. And it's always been a pleasure. We're going to miss you on the radio, my friend. Thank you very much. I, I always decide there's two groups of people. You're either one of the stars and you have a regular shift, or you're a, uh, a utility guy where you can cut up sound, you can cut tape, you can answer phones, you can do all that stuff. And back when Ron Gleason, I tried to apply at the score, he said, I don't have any openings on air. I said, that's fine, what do you got? He goes, backup producer, cutting up tape, splicing stuff together, answering. And then you became a star. Yeah, well, I said, that's fine. I said, I'd rather be here than one of 300 resumes on your desk when a job See, opens up. See, there you up. go. And he said, fine, that's great, come on in. So I kept the full-time job and worked there you know, on weekends. 
So it's been 44 years of working weekends for me. So well, next no, weekend will be the no, first then, time. Well, then you were one of the primetime players for a long, long time. But North used to get mad at me because I would always work Sundays because I love working the NFL shows. Right. Either pregame or postgame with guys like Dave Dorison, Steve Silverman. He's like, save your A material for Monday through Friday with, with Mike, He did. Right? He yelled at me numerous times for that. Yeah. Well. So what the hell are you working on Sundays for? I said, well, it's my show. He goes, you talk all five, five days a week. I said, oh, well, you, you know. Wanna, a little can extra you, money can you read some hip-hop lyrics for me today? Uh, I got some of those. I don't know if I can. Uh, George, any Bears thoughts? Uh, uh, you don't, yeah. yeah, I've got some Bears thoughts. I mean, I, I heard the rumor that Harbaugh is probably going to Las Vegas, so I, I want Sean Payton and that, I think, that assistant GM. Then the, you, don't, you don't have to worry about the GM because he's supposed to be one of the best. He's brought a lot of the great talent to the uh, uh, NFL, and they, you know, they've worked together before. That would be ideal to me. If they, you know what, they've done a great job down there, and we appreciate the, all the thoughts, George. Uh, they've done a great job in New Orleans for a long time. Yeah, yeah. and look, and, that, and if you want to keep Ryan Pace around and pay him, fine. Now, if you're Ryan Pace and you're, so you're not only Sean Payton showing up, but he's bringing a right-hand man, and so now right. you're back to being third or fourth on the food chain, Yeah, you're not getting another GM's job anywhere in, the, no. in this league. So you might just be happy to take the McCaskey's money. Sure. And, and they love you, and you love them, and, and just... You know, make it as long as you can make it. If he's endeared himself to them so much and they love him, but but that's fine. in your heart of hearts, you know that you've just been absolutely the legs right. taken out from underneath you. But if you want to sit there as an empty soup, knock yourself out. Let's go to our guy, Bear fan Bob. What's up, Bob? Hey, how are you? You know, Fred, you kind of stole a little bit of my thunder because I was going to take you back to the days when I used to visit you out at Soldier, around Soldier Field with uh, Dave Dewerson and Mark Silverman. That was really nice, the pregame shows that you guys used to do, and I enjoyed those a lot. And I know I'm going to miss you a lot on the air, but we're still going to get you on the podcast, and it's still going to be fun. Yep, thank you very much. You know, and I hope, Brian, you know, maybe you and I will talk some football later on. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we've been together, all of us, a long time, and I hope it stays that way. So, moving on to the Bears. I hope this is Coach Nagy's. I hope he has a nice day tomorrow. I hope he has three hours of enjoyment. I hope the team is disciplined. I hope they don't make any mistakes. You know, play a good game. I hope Coach Nagy calls some good plays out there. You know, and let's give us some semblance of a professional football team, like run the ball on the outside, throw the ball to the outside a little bit, run the ball on a slant up the gut a little bit, and make them work and make them timed plays. So, you know, Bears fans do have some kind of hope that maybe the coaching staff can do some things. I don't know. I don't think they can. Anyways, I'm, I am going to watch the game. I do want Coach Nagy to have, have a great day. Yeah, send him off My as a coach, winner. He's, he, he, you know, he's an easy guy to like, right? You know, this guy has class, and as Bears fans, we need to have class too. And it needs to stay that way. Why would we ever want to wish a, Bear, a Bears coach bad? I don't want to ever see that. You know, if he's going to be released, fine, but do it in a classy manner. And if we're to get a new coach, I would hope that somebody might take a look at Doug Peterson. You know, this is a guy who uh, did win a Super Bowl, you know, with a guy by the name of Nick Foles. You know, might be worth looking at. Are we going to keep Nick Foles around then, too? (laughs) You know, as a backup, he's not a bad backup, Brian. No, a couple weeks ago. You know, put put an offensive line around him. And you might find he's pretty good. You put an offensive line around him in Philadelphia, they won a Super Bowl. Imagine he won, that. A, he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah right. Yep. You know, with uh, Peterson. So maybe my thoughts aren't all that bad. I don't know. but No, I never. I could be wrong. 
Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Freddie, I wanted to wish you a great send-off and have a great day. Brian, we'll talk to you down the road. All right, Bob. Care, thanks, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Doug Peterson was in camp this year for, you know, at, at the Bears facility helping out because he knows Nagy so well. Sure. It, it would be kind of a bite in the butt for Nagy if Nagy was let go and he brought in Doug Peterson. Yeah, here's how the <laughs> offense is supposed to run. Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, Bear fan Bob mentioned your uh, podcast. Yeah. Monday you have a special. Uh... Yep. I'm going to have Mike North and Mike Murphy on uh, my podcast. You can find it on my Facebook and I'll promote it on my Twitter and things like that and on YouTube and Twitch and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Well, These Red are guys Mott I work with. Us. No, Red he will not. He, he will not. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I worked with – I worked mornings with uh, North for four years and I worked with uh, Murph for like five years and then I also worked with Murph when they first started – when the station first went 24 hours. Yeah. When uh, we were working at 1160 and I remember we went out, we had a remote and I think things went bad and we had to hurry back to the station. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, those are the way things happened that back happened in the day. That happened to me in Grant Park. Uh-huh. I was tasting Chicago, whatever. Here comes a storm. The rain coming sideways. Yeah. We're in like a little, like a treehouse, but without the tree. Sure. And next thing you know, powers out. We we're hightailing it back to Belmont, which yeah. is not an no. easy commute no, on a Saturday not. or whatever it was. Trying it's to get not back close there. at all. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Still, that we'd walk into a little a little place, look like a bunker that you want to hide out for in a in a bombing. I think we all got radioactive uh, yeah. stuff from Sitting that next the day, antennas yeah. right like right next <laughs> right to you. next to us. Yeah. I know. Uh, we go to Joliet and Dwayne. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Dwayne. Hey, how's, how's it going, Fred and Brian? Going well. What's going on? All right. Hey, Fred, look, man, um, I've been listening to you guys like forever, man. Uh, I'm right around your age, Fred, and I just had to call, man, because you and your wife had touched my heart, man, back in 2003. When you was down the Dow, 2003, you got, they, they used to always go out uh, to Vegas every year to do a thing, yep. uh, Buffon and, and North and them. You remember? Yep, I do. Okay, 2003, Fred, remember, me and my fiancé got married while we was there in 2003. You <laughs> might remember me now. Okay. But it was, a, it was a long time ago, but ever since then, I, uh, even before then, I was a huge fan, and I'm still a fan. I wanted to call and tell you, I wish you nothing but the best, man. You are so professional. You is, you is awesome. You deserve to be celebrated. And I just wanted to let you know that me and my wife, we love you. We love your your, your wife that passed. We love you, and we keep you in our prayers. Hmm. And I just want you to have a great, great retirement. Dwayne, I really appreciate it. And, and, you know, that was one of the things I loved doing. I loved when I was out and people would either recognize me or know who I was and wanted to talk sports. And sometimes people would say, you know, I know you probably do this all the time. Listen, if I didn't want to talk to the fans, I would never go out. I mean, I love when people would come up and want to talk and talk about something we did on the radio. And uh, being in Vegas, that was fun because, uh, you know, being in Vegas back then was nothing but fun. My wife and I had a great, great time out there uh, in 2003. I'm glad you guys are still together. Yeah, there, I was going to say, yeah. what are the odds of a Vegas marriage <laughs> still together all these years, Dwayne? Hey, man, we've been together now over 40 years. That's we've great. Been together That's over great. 40 years. God bless. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to tell you, man. Thank you for being so kind and, and, and listening to me babble on. I know I was probably babbling, but you is the best, Fred, and uh, God bless, man. Thank you, Dwayne. I really appreciate all the kind words. That's very, very nice. Uh, very nice. I, I, um, 
I love Vegas, and I went last year, and you all heard the story about me. The first night I was there, slipped and tore, a, pulled a well, hamstring just muscle. Just getting and, there, yeah. You had car trouble. <laughs> My, well, yeah, I got on the expressway, and the guy sideswiped me and kept yeah. going. And uh, I said, "This is probably not a good sign." And then at the very first night in Vegas, they had, someone had spilled a drink like moments Never before I walked. Vegas, no. Yeah, no. and uh, the floors are all marble, so they're a little slick anyway. Yeah. I, my foot went out from under me. I pulled a hamstring and smashed my knee in. And uh, the hotel wasn't going to give me anything. I said, "Well, okay, if you're not, gonna, I'm not going to go because it was in the middle of COVID." And I said, "I'm not going to go sit in the hospital for f- six hours because of a pulled hamstring and a bad knee." So I limped around for the next three days and realized that 36 seconds to get across Las Vegas Boulevard is just barely enough. <laughs> when, when you got a pulled hamstring, there was a guy in a walker who passed me up as he's walking across the street. I said, "This is not good. This is not good." And I was by myself. And one of the biggest problems after you pull your hamstring and bang your knee up is taking your pants off oh and you know you, you had to do that eventually to get to bed to get out of bed to do anything I, I think it's the last trip I'm you, gonna you were in more pain than the guy who gets twenty dollars for him kick him in the privates oh yeah you there's know, no doubt he holds a sign that says kick me you know yeah. south of the border for 20 bucks or whatever it might have yeah. gone up i was in a ton of pain yeah but like bachelorette parties would all take advantage here's you know here's 520s yeah. we're all gonna get a Kick to the gronal. Yeah. Well, I, I, thank goodness I wasn't quite, it didn't hurt that. I wasn't doubled over. I was just limping. <laughs> Callers, hang in there. We'll get right back to you here on ESPN 1000. Jason, how's your offseason going? It's great. It's great, guys. This is my first time on the new uh, flagship home of the White Sox, which is awesome. I just have to say, I hope this new partnership doesn't mean Fred Hubner can't hate me anymore. Oh, because his know. subtweets make my day, and I want him to still be able to hate me. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Hey, Fred, it's Ron Gleason. Congratulations on joining the Great Resignation Group of 2022. Or retirement, if that's what you want to call it. I know you will enjoy it, however. Boy, we go way back. I can remember sports phone days back to the late 70s. You ran the place for a while. And then we got together at the score. You did updates and eventually teamed up with Mike Murphy and the two of you made magic together. Remember scores on the fours? And then, of course, competing against you. Bears before every game. You and McMichael, me and our crew down the dial. Anyway, congratulations. I hope you get to go someplace warm to enjoy retirement or stay cold. It's really your choice. That's the cool thing about retirement. I can't relate. I don't know. I can't afford it yet. But hopefully someday I can grow up and be more like you. Congratulations, Fred. All the best. Oh, my God. Hey, Brian. Ron Gleason sounds the same no matter what he's saying. It's unbelievable. All these years later. I know. And you see, the news guy went right to the news. Yeah. The great resignation of, of 2022. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, people leaving the workforce. Yeah. Uh, Pat Cassidy just retired. And um, he'd been on, heck, he'd been all over the place. He was on M- the first radio, the first sports update I ever did on radio uh, was on WMAQ in 1988 in January because they were switching over to all news in uh, January, in March. So in January, they needed someone to do their sports talk show. Mm-hmm. Well, on Martin Luther King Day, all their other regular people took the day off. So they said, can you come in and do updates? So I said, okay, that's fine. So I'm there at 520 or whatever in the morning. Pat Cassidy's getting ready to do his stuff. And I go, how do I do this? He goes, 
try this, press this, press that. I got to go. I got to do my show. And I, you know, fumbled through the first day doing updates, and I did the sports talk show on uh, Saturdays and Sundays. And uh, but yeah, and Pat retired. He was a great guy. Great guy. I used to yeah. ride the elevator with him at the other place because yeah. we were starting at the same time in yeah. the morning. And yeah, uh, yeah he was real terrific. nice guy. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's getting out of the business, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun. I'm looking forward to retirement, and I'm not. I'm moving. But I don't know that the weather is different in Lockport than it is in Downers. So people keep saying, aren't you going to go somewhere warm? I hate sweating. I don't like sweating at all. Um, and, and people say, well, but you like Arizona. I dry never, heat. I never believed it until I went there. And it is a dry heat. Right. Unless you're ex- exerting no. yourself, you, you won't go, sweat. You go, go down to Fort Lauderdale in July. Well, no. and, and stand in the shade, no. and within five minutes, you, yeah. you need to change your shirt. Yeah, that, that, that that's a wet heat. That, I have that, friends in Florida, and I'm I don't I only go like now, yeah. you know, until February. But yeah. you and the, the that, other snowbirds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget that. Let's go to Rosemont, Bob. Bob, what's going on today? Good morning, guys. Uh, Fred, I wanted to uh, uh, congratulate you on all the years, both here and down the dial, and and thank you for the the opportunity to come on and talk with you from time to time, and. And even though, and congratulate you and and extend best wishes on your retirement. Furthermore, uh, even though you may not have a scheduled air shift, I think you're going to find, as I have found, when I've got something up my can, the place I call is is (laughs) 312-332-3776. And I fully believe that something crazy is going to get something up your can, even when in retirement, and you'll be calling to kind of get rid of it as well as you have all these years. So I look forward to that. And again, best wishes and, uh, it's well-earned, and I hope you enjoy it. Bob, I, I got to tell you, every time I see Bob from Rosemont's on, I know that I'm going to learn something. Absolutely. Or you're going to bring up a point that I may not have thought about, or even if I did, that I may not have gotten to yet. So I really have always enjoyed your calls here, talking Don't White Sox, number, talking right? baseball. Yeah. yeah. Brian, Brian's still going to be here. Xander's going to be here. Jesse will be here. God willing, the yeah. creek don't rise. <laughs> exactly. There'll be a lot of guys still here. But I've, yeah. I've loved your calls for the years. Thank you very much, and I'm sure I'll have things up my can about midnight tomorrow, and I'll be calling during the week, so listen in. <laughs> well, we, we definitely will, Bob. 14 straight hours. Thanks, Bob. 14 straight hours of live broadcasting on Monday, starting with Cap and Jay Hood at 5 on Monday. As, uh, will they announce Sean, Sean Payton on Monday, or will they give it a little breather? They'll probably give it a little bit of a break. Yeah, yeah I, don't think they'll, I don't think they'll make an announcement anytime soon. The Bears like to drag things out, as we've all come to know. Uh, let's go to St. Louis and Tom. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Tom. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'm a little bit laid up here with I don't know what version of the flu. Uh, I haven't gotten my test back yet. But anyway, uh, I teach at a private school in St. Louis. And Fred, I have to award you with being uh, the feeder of my first real addiction, which was sports phone as a seventh grader back in uh, northwest uh, Chicago. You weren't Uh, gambling back then, were you? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I was there. I, I, I had the number two. Yeah, the, yeah. Those, yeah, those parlay cards. You got to yeah, check them exactly out. Exactly right. It was right. a real yeah. addiction. It was real. Uh, so uh, let's see. I'd like to invite you. Okay, I'm going to try and keep this short. But uh, last year, with all the hybrid mess, as a teacher, I have a good buddy who is a Saints fan who teaches math there. We started a uh, a sports cast uh, by Zoom with eighth graders and these kids became better and better as the year went on sure because there was nothing else to do while they were stuck in a classroom uh for a half an hour before school started so it was kind of a captive audience uh one of the kids was uh 
Landon Pace, and I asked him his first day in school, I said, do you know Orlando Pace? And he's like, well, that's my dad. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, anyway, he was a big contributor um, to our sportscast. Uh, unfortunately, he was a Rams fan. But uh, the point <laughs> is, uh, we would love for you to come uh, on our sportscast uh, in our private school in St. Louis to talk about the origins of sports phone, because I think it was such a unique experience that kids nowadays would have no idea of how sure. crazy that was. Sure. No, there's no, uh, that's, that's a pleasure. I'd love to, I'd love to do that. Absolutely love to, you know what, I'll put you on hold and uh, they'll give you uh, my email and all that stuff. And uh, just get, get to me, just remind me who you are on the email and uh, no, I'd love it. I'm going to have a lot of time, Jim or uh, uh, Tom. So I'll have a lot of time. Will you, will you bring a rotary phone into the class? Uh, <laughs> So they even know what that looks yeah. like. No, yeah. no, bring, that, bring that push button phone if you got it. One of the yeah. princess phones. Yeah, right. Everyone's got one of those somewhere. Yeah. So, Tom, I appreciate it. I look forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. Oh, that would be so awesome. Thanks a lot, Fred, and congratulations. Thanks, Tom. Right. Appreciate it. Did you have to Put take a hold. pocket full of change to, to use the pay phone in the press box? How how'd that work? Did you? Did you? No, um, I don't know how we did that. Uh, I think that I think we actually had phones put in. No, we had phones put in in each of the press boxes, which was major the major pain in the tail for the guy that covered the first game every year. You know, was the phone hooked? No, nope. phone's not hooked yeah. up yet, and yeah. we didn't have cell phones. You know, like the one time the Sun Times gave us uh, uh, phone cards to yeah. use on the road. They didn't consider that we actually go to Canada when we cover hockey. Yeah, it doesn't and it, work. It didn't work. <laughs> There's, we could tell stories about covering games and all that kind of stuff forever and ever. I oh. mean, those are some of the better stories, some of the crazier stories. You know, we're really happy with them when they were happening, but when it was over, it's just chalk it up as another experience. I, I had in L.A. come down. I was, you know, had to get to the game. The, you only could use valet service at this hotel. It was a Marriott, right? Okay, it, it was in Los Angeles. Um, and it was right by the Fox Studios, right? I could have yeah. seen yeah. the fake snow. <laughs> and uh, you actually looked into the Fox Studios. So I come down and get my car. They'd given it to somebody else. Because you sure you don't play for the Blackhawks? Because their car looked just like uh-huh. the car I had. It was, yeah. it was a rental car, right? Yeah. And they they actually said to me, well, why don't you just take theirs? I'm like, what? <laughs> That's not how it so, works. Yeah, so someone's out with the car that I signed for. It could be drinking on it's Saturday night, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they could wrap it around a tree, and Hertz is going to come looking for me, not for the guy. And they just couldn't understand the logic of, no, I'm not taking their car. I right. think I need to report it as stolen. And the, the manager of the hotel is like, let me buy a drink. I'm like, I need to go to a game. <laughs> I See, this is my point. Drinking Saturday night, right. I got to go. And, and they just, I'm like, you know what? And then they're like, don't don't report it stolen. We don't need the police here. I'm like, okay, well, guess what? I'm going to the airport tomorrow morning. You're paying for the taxi, and then you know you figure it out with Hertz, right? But the, the, just the obscene, absurd oh, stories yeah. that you know. How does that even happen? I, right? I, well, you heard. You know, didn't two Blackhawks have their cars taken the yeah. other day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, nice. just take their car. I, I was down here for you know the short-lived Webio uh, with mm-hmm. North, and and we came down here for a uh, for the opening day party, and uh, two weeks later, I got a ticket. For parking illegally when I had valeted. And you tipped the guy, too, for the courtesy <laughs> yeah, of getting a parking ticket. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but they took care of it. So it was, I won't say which which restaurant it was at downtown. Right. Callers, hang in there. We're going to talk some bulls. We'll continue our Bears conversation here until 1 o'clock. Hanley and Hubner on ESPN 1000. Extending an invitation mm-hmm. to a gathering that you'd love for him and his, his lovely wife to attend, and you get zero response from it. Well, maybe, like maybe he changed his phone number. He didn't, probably. Oh, he didn't? Are you kidding me? 
He just blocked Waddle. Yeah. I mean, you, Fred, you going to change his Let phone number? Let me text number? Fred and see if I get a response. Say, great, great tweet, and see if he responds. <laughs> Truth be told, I, I you don't. You can't text on a rotary phone. I don't. Freddie can't. <laughs>